Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Kenz your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, you guys. I just licked the mic. You licked it? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh no. Gusty. The Gusty's here recording us and I looked like <laughs> Wait, did you, guys you just call welcome? him? Did you just call Gust- him the Gusty? <laughs> <laughs> no, Gustafin. Gusty. Gusty. Uh, okay. Welcome to our For the Girl podcast episode. We are so glad you're here, you guys. This is technically a new series, but I know you're not keeping track of the series at this but point. But if you needed to know, it's a new Welcome series. to the new series. <laughs> We're we calling this series For the Girl Friends. <laughs> friends of For the Girl. Friends of For the Girl. So we actually Fun and friends with we're doing for the interviews girl. with some cool people, but some awesome people. And I have to say, we did a little poll on the Instagram and it said, would you rather have interviews or would you rather hear Mac and Ken's? And you guys all pulled Which, Mac and Ken's. Thank and here you. we are. Thank you for that. But thank here we you. are doing interviews. I'm so sorry but to let you guys We down. really tried because we've. Most podcasts are interview podcasts, and so we we really are going to try our best to make these a little bit more fun and spicy. They are more fun and spicy. Yeah, like I don't want to just be the dull. We ask the same five questions over and over. We're going to try to get the tea. We're going to try to get the good stuff. We have some really good yes. guests, first of all, which I think helps in a lot of ways. We are going to. I love how you said we're going to try to get the tea. Like, what are, are we just going to like? really ask hard questions are I we gonna mean, like really dig in i just want to ask that you know when you're listening to a podcast and you wish they'd ask a certain question that's what we're gonna that's ask. what we're gonna do that's right we are gonna do the thing so for the next few weeks we have some amazing guests coming on yes. um, which we're really excited about um i think it's gonna be a lot of fun and but before we tell you about today's guest we need to tell you that a really exciting thing happened today. Yeah, it we did. actually dropped some new merch, Woo! and I'm super excited about it. We have two amazingly cute new items. We got a purple hoodie, mm. not the purple like Barney purple. This is like that cute lilac purple, you yes. know, light purple. And then on the back, in this really cool thing, little font font stuff, it says. What, Kent? A dancing in your glory. What does dancing in your glory mean to you? Obviously, I'm picturing a either moment here on earth, front row, for Hands the girl tour, high. 2022. Is it happening? I don't know. Jumping around, going crazy, and I'm dancing in his glory. Freedom! <laughs> let's go, let's go. But it's super cute, yeah. and you can get on our website, forthegirl.com. We're going to be rocking it. We've already been rocking it, like, literally every single day. Mine already has stains all over it. It's pretty gross. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, You guys... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. So tell us about our next item, Ken. Oh, the stains. That got me good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we got a zip. We got a zip up. Half yeah. zip or full zip? It, what? A half zip? Oh, those are in. I've seen those. A full, it's a I full zip. I wouldn't know how to find one of those. Like a half zip. Okay. So it's a full zip, you guys. It's gray, it's versatile. Mac was pulling hard for I the was. zip. So you guys got to pull through for guys, her. Guys, seriously, I need you to pull through for me because we I will be getting in a fist fight. I was the one who was like, listen, my dream is that 
you know, one day on tour, we have to wear, we wear the merch on tour the whole time. And just the thought of like, I feel trapped by a hoodie that's always yeah. zipped up. Yeah. But with the zip, you know, you can get some air. You get some air. <laughs> you can unzip it and yes. you can wear like a cute well, little top a cute under top. That's what I was going to say. I feel like yeah. you can make them like cuter. a little more stylish. You can yes. do more with it. Yes. And on the back of this one, it says happier with him as a big smiley face on it. It's really cute. It's so and cute. I wear this. I have this one plain gray zip that I've worn so much. Like it's my favorite zip. And we got the same zip up hoodie. So do you have stains on this one too? Um, Not yet because I, I care about it more. Uh, so I've I can better care of it. You don't you know? like the purple one? No, but I, I'm just you like have a favorite. I'm trying to really <laughs> convince people to get the zip hoodie. So yeah, she's pulling. Yeah. she's pulling hard. She's pulling hard. So I will say, I wear the zip all the time. Okay, it's like my new go-to. I didn't think I was gonna like it, but then you know, you like it now. Yeah, now I got stains on mine. <laughs> just exactly, all over the place. All over the place. Spaghetti meal right on my zip. <laughs> when was the last time you ate spaghetti? <laughs> A lot. Oh, spaghetti wow. factory. Okay, so down. go check them out okay. though on our website forthegirl.com. You can see us styling them all cute on the Instagram. Probably some TikToks, some reels. I don't know. We're just trying to fit in, all right, guys. Yes. But today we're super excited about this episode. We are interviewing Maddie Pruitt. You probably know her from The Bachelor and her new book, Made for This Moment. So incredible. She is such an awesome, awesome woman who is just like living out her faith in a kind of like a scene that there's not much Jesus in and it's really Mm -hmm. cool really inspiring um I'm super excited about our conversation with her today I think it's going to be incredibly powerful and just one that's going to be inspirational and encouraging for everybody listening for real I'm so pumped so let's get into today's episode Okay, guys, I'm so excited to tell you about one of my favorite Christmas resources, and it is Elfster. Elfster is the best thing in the world when it comes to secret Santa gift exchanges. We do this every single year at the Delight HQ, our entire team. We use Elfster to draw names for our secret Santa. It's one of my favorite things. And Elfster is the number one secret Santa app in the world. You can create a free gift exchange to make gift giving 10 times easier. You just set the date and the budget and Elfster will take care of the rest. I mean, they even draw names for you. So no spoilers here. No surprises. You know that it's going to be an amazing gift exchange. It brings family and friends together no matter where they are. You can even do it virtually. You can add gifts to your wish list from all your favorite brands, including Amazon, Etsy, Nordstrom, Sephora, Zappos, if you need some new shoes, all you got to do is go to elster.com or download the app. It makes it so easy to share your wish list with family and friends. Everybody gets the gift that they want this Christmas and you got to do it. So use Elster for your secret Santa gift exchange this Christmas season. All right, Maddie, we are so, so excited to have you on the episode today and we want to jump right in. So we have this segment that we do called three minute tea. And basically what we do is we set a timer and then um, you have three minutes to spill the tea on a kind of like pre-decided topic. And so we thought we'd give you two topics to pick from today. And then (laughs) uh, like literally it's just a free for all. So it's like whatever. But it's like tea. So we need to hear like the tea, the details. I'm so bad at this. I feel like I'm the worst to give tea because I'm always like, oh, you know, like it's 
like they're actually really sweet and life is really good <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no. we need we need the brutal but we'll honesty help. we'll help we'll you, help you. Yeah, yeah yeah okay <laughs> okay perfect. so you're gonna hate us after this you're gonna be like oh gosh what i sign myself <laughs> up for <laughs> but we do this every week and somehow we've come up with some really random things to really share so random things so we're actually setting a timer too so uh, you'll hear it. Come on, go off. Okay, so we have two oh, topics yeah, for right. you that you can choose between. Mm-hmm. So one is your bachelor experience, the T on your bachelor experience, <laughs> or the other one would be your current dating life, or it could even be lack thereof, or like just some <laughs> some fun little things there. So which one are you feeling, Maddie? <laughs> okay, um, for the sake of not getting sued, I will choose to talk about my current <laughs> dating life as well. Lack thereof dating life. Okay, um, this is good. Okay, so all right, we're not- setting the timer. Are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? Ready? Right, are we starting? Three, one, two, two, go. <laughs> Okay, so there's not a whole lot of tea to spill because I'm currently single and ready to mingle. I have gone on a few dates. Okay. Um, I actually dated someone and I never posted about it. Um, So a lot of people didn't know about it except for the tabloids, I guess, that like got out to a few people. But I did Mm -hmm. date someone about like two months after I came off the show and we were on and off for about a year. Mm -hmm. Um. And it was, he's an amazing guy, super close to this family, but just the timing was just not great. And he is super, like he's an NBA player. So his profession is super intense. My profession with like coming out with the book and everything has been so intense. Yeah. So, um, it just didn't work out. But since then, um, it's been about like three months or so since we have fully like called it off. Since then, um, I have been on a few dates, okay. but just haven't had anything that I'm like, okay, like I am going to go all in with this yeah. um, and be exclusive because it yeah. takes a lot for me to get there. So I'm very picky. I'm probably the pickiest person you'll ever meet. <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I just so, pick apart everything. Maddie, do you have a crush right now? Like any crushes at all? <laughs> Okay, honestly, like actually, honestly, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, because okay. picky. I know picky. it's so it's kind no, of that's depressing. good. No, it's kind of sad. That's great. So, are you gonna go for another NFL player or NBA? What? Oh, sorry, <laughs> NBA, NBA, NBA. I mean, here's the thing. I feel like it's it's gonna have to be if there was another professional athlete. Like, I definitely like my last relationship. He like loved Jesus, and yeah. he was an incredible guy so it would have to be someone who also like you know of course loves jesus an incredible guy Mm -hmm. um who's ready for a relationship and where it just like makes sense to where we both like it's definitely hard dating a professional athlete because you have to be willing to kind of go the distance for them and i just was at a point in my life where i couldn't really go the distance um so it was it was kind of on me a little bit but yeah. So right now, I don't know that I could do that. I don't know if I could tap into the professional athlete world again. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I do love I do love sports. So yeah. And I love tall. I love tall men. So it, oh, you know, that might happen then. Tall men. Okay. Wait. Okay. So one question for you. So what is something that like you're looking for now that the Maddie of like two two or three years ago was not looking for? You got 15 seconds. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh. Okay, Maddie. Now I think. 
I think someone who is extremely strong and confident. I have a very strong personality. I'm very secure in who I am. So it's going to have to be someone who can not only put up with that with me, but can also lead that well because he's so secure. Oh, oh perfect wow. timing. That oh, was wow. like, I love that for me. That was yes. so good. I'm really impressed. Also, I did, thank you for really giving us some tea. That was good. Yes. I mean, that was good. Also, now I know. That was really good. Wow. NBA player. Pretty cool. Also, so, just my thought is how does it feel to be in a tabloid? Like, that has got to be just crazy. <laughs> it is kind of, it was, well, and the reason it was like probably more more so with him was because like he obviously is you know big time and yeah yeah all the and so you know then you pick up kind of like the not only entertainment side of the world but you also pick up like the sports side of the world yeah (laughs) so um so it kind of yeah and yeah it was just it was interesting it was funny though because it was right after I'd come off the show um, so I, you know, was at that place where people would, you know, come up and be like, and it so happens sometimes, but at that time it was like a lot of people would come up and, Hey Maddie, oh my gosh, you know, talk. But when I started dating him, like it, he was getting that, like everywhere <laughs> we went, it was getting stopped 24 seven. And I was like, this is annoying. And then I was like, wait, but you know, like my friends have had to experience when we like go out and go shopping and stuff. But that's amazing. Um, but yeah, I gave, I gave you guys the tea. I delivered. You delivered. I loved that. Wow, <laughs> this is gonna be fun. I'm expecting that same um, tone all the way through. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's move into some more serious things. Kind of serious. Fun serious. But um, you just wrote a book called made for this moment um so crazy that you wrote a book does it feel great and does it feel like a big accomplishment I mean a whole entire book (laughs) I know it's insane honestly it's it's been so surreal to be honest because I've been working on this book for so long I actually started writing this book before I ever went on The Bachelor and I think that's something that not a lot of people know and Mm. um I actually started writing it before I went on The Bachelor and then when I came off I was getting reached out to by just different agencies and publishing companies um, wanting me to write a book. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I actually already have one I've been working on. Yeah. Um, I was able to kind of pick back up there, but also take, you know, of course, my past, like, you know, few months experiences to kind of pull from. But mm. also, like, you know, now I have a little bit of, of a following and these people who were reaching out to me about all these things they're struggling with. And I just started really paying attention to it's like, okay, all these people are reaching out to me saying, Maddie, like, I want to be able to stand firm, you know, in my beliefs and in in my faith, but I don't know what that looks like. Or, you know, I want to be able to like keep my standards high. But what about like when that feels so unrealistic, you know, and like when it feels like everyone around me is settling and it feels like it's the only option, you Mm -hmm. know, or those people who are reaching out just saying like, I don't know how to not compromise or just do what everybody else is doing. Like, I don't want to be, you know, the weird one or whatever it is. And just so many people like reaching out, asking me like, you know, how to stay true to yourself, how to stand firm in your faith and convictions and what that looks like. And it just was such a humbling, honoring, like moment for me. It was just like, wow, like that's crazy to me that I serve a God that can use someone like me and something like the bachelor to bring glory to him. And that's just like, so cool to me. Um, and so really that was kind of what got me started with writing the book again, like picking it back up and really taking those questions 
Um, and it, it's just been such a surreal experience. And honestly, in writing it, I wasn't expecting, because I do kind of struggle with vulnerability. <laughs> and I did not expect, you know, how it was going to push me in such an intense way. You know, mm-hmm. I'm having to write about extremely vulnerable things and some things I share in the book, you know, that I never really opened up with anybody about. I'd never really talked to anybody about. And yeah. so it was a very, um, a very vulnerable and, um, exposing process and, um, emotionally exhausting too, you know, and it, and it took a lot of discipline of just like, there were of course days where, I didn't feel like writing, but I just had to sit down and, um, you know, just ask God, like, okay, like, what do you, what do you want to speak, um, to this generation? What do you want to speak to your children? And so it was, it was a really, really cool experience Mm -hmm. being a lot on God, of course, and just the strength and the grace that he gave me, um, during that writing process. And it's also just been so wild having it out, knowing that, you know, people all over, are reading, you know, my, my words and my story and my, it's like your journal, you know, it's literally like your journal being published (laughs) and so many people getting to see like your thoughts and your struggles and your fears and so many things. And so it's, it's been interesting in a great way and in a hard way, you know, a lot of moments of just feeling so overwhelmed and just like a lot of pressure and just, um, just nerves about it. And then a lot of moments of just like hearing the testimonies from people who have read it or started reading it and just hearing, you know, how it's impacted them and Mm -hmm. and changed their life has been again, just so humbling and honoring of like, wow, like that's crazy. So it's been quite the journey. (laughs) Wow. That's so cool. And I think that so much of what you talked about, Maddie, is, um, you know, everything that we do is kind of for for Gen Z women, college women. And gosh, I think about them all the time because constantly faced with this like decision every single day, like, do we follow God or do we follow the culture? Do we like follow what, you know, where the culture is going, what everybody around us is doing. And you had this really kind of like crazy moment on in the midst of the culture, really like going on the bachelor (laughs) Mm -hmm. where like you decided to choose the other way. And you said like, no, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to like stand firm on my convictions. And, um, you probably didn't even know it in the moment, like what you were doing, but like, just like, what, I don't know, just like what, a a moment that made and that made that you were made for that moment in a lot of ways and so many other moments. But I think there's probably so many girls out there who are listening to this and they're like, they're facing decisions in their life and, and they're kind of weighing the two options. They're like, do I follow God or do I follow the world? And do I follow what my friends are doing? And so for you, why do you think like choosing obedience and choosing to like chase after God is worth it? Hmm. So many things that I could say, but you know, what I will say is I have seen in my life, I've been around so many different types of people. I've experienced so many different types of things. And one thing that I've noticed is, you know, in being around some of the people who have everything this world would say is valuable, right? Like they have the money, the followers, the looks, they have the fame, they have literally everything that this world says is good, is valuable, is important, is something you should want and attain. Um, And then I've been around those who feel like they have nothing, like, oh, who am I? Like, I don't have a voice. I don't have a platform. I don't have anything. And I've really seen both sides. I feel like I've even kind of been in both shoes. And I feel like what's been so crazy to me is to see the people who have everything that this world says is valuable. And yet they still lay their heads down at night and they're like, man, is this all there is? Yeah. Is this yeah. really all 
that life can bring me? Like, is there more out there? And they're depressed and they're anxious because they're, they're living for themselves and they're not living for something bigger than themselves. And so they're constantly striving for more. They constantly feel empty. They're constantly chasing. Um, they're constantly performing. They're constantly riding on the highs and lows of being accepted or on, you know, performing well and making more money or being liked. And it just constantly leaves them dissatisfied. And then for those who feel like they have nothing, I mean, they never, they don't step into really anything life has to offer them because they're so afraid of what people may think, or they just feel unworthy of it. Mm. Um, or they feel, you know, who am I? I don't have a voice. Like no one cares what I have to say. It doesn't matter if I stand firm, like it's not going to change anything. Mm. And I've seen both sides. Like I said, I've kind of tapped into a little bit of, of both sides myself, um, not to the fullest extent, of course, but, um, and one thing I'll just say is, you know, for me, I think what I learned when I went all in with Jesus and when I said, okay, Lord, like I want to follow you, whatever comes with it, whatever it looks like, whatever the cost, whatever, you know, whatever package it comes, like I want to follow you. And since that moment, I, I can truly say like I have so much confidence and so much joy and so much contentment and so much peace and people see that like I was on the show and even and I'm not even talking about those who watch the show those who were there with me while we were filming the producers the girls P Peter the bachelor like people saw that and that's why I had the girls come up to me and be like how are you so confident like you're not comparing yourself you're not like changing yourself like you're just mm -hmm. you like well, how yeah. are you doing that and like people just seeing the joy that I had and the peace that I had and that I wasn't talking about other bad about other people and I wasn't you know they saw something different in me and that's not at all to point to myself whatsoever that's to point to God's spirit in me and that's yeah. what I got to share with people is like hey you're asking me about this confidence but like let me tell you about like the source of that confidence because it's actually not in me at all because if I sit here and I really think about how crazy this situation is like, oh, I'm in a room with 30 gorgeous, like drop dead gorgeous women all going after the attention of one guy. And like, we're all competing to win his approval. Like, no, like that sounds mm. crazy. Right. And so I'm like, if, if I am putting like this confidence in me and on me, like, then I'm going to be miserable during this experience. I'm going to be constantly like, I'm going to, I'm going to feel the need to change myself. I'm going to feel the need to compromise. I'm going to feel the need to compete. I'm going to constantly be comparing. I'm going to be struggling with the fears of the what ifs. And so for me, you know, I got to step into that environment and I get to step into any environment, wherever God takes me in whatever environment I find myself in, in the day to day. And I get to step into it, not from a place of lack, not latching on to the approval of other people or the attention that someone can give me or the validation of a rose or the validation of a, you know, label of a boyfriend or girlfriend or a job title, or I'm not latching onto all of those things, looking for confidence or validation or worth. Like I get to step into any environment, any season, any situation, full of confidence, full of contentment, full of joy, because I know the source of it. And I know who I belong to. I know who I am. And that's just what I want to see for my generation. And and honestly, why I wrote this book is yeah. like, that's, that's what I want to see. And that's what I I'm burdened for, for my generation. Um, and that can only be found in Jesus. And that's the thing is like, when I walk with Christ, I'm never, ever left empty. I'm yeah. satisfied. I'm fulfilled. 
I'm full of hope. I'm full of joy. I'm full of peace. And I have tried to find that in guys. I've tried to find that in a following. I've tried to find that in other people's validation and approval. And it always left me feeling like I had to perform. I had to strive. And I always felt empty. I always felt overwhelmed and stressed. And just walking with Christ, like truly walking with Christ and having a relationship with him, one that I'm constantly like building on and spending time with him and letting him tell me who I am has been the most freeing, joyful, hopeful experience. And I just want, I just would want everyone to understand like you can't fully walk in your purpose and you can't fully walk in confidence and in your identity and experience what true strength, grace, and courage looks like apart from Christ. All of those things that you're longing for, all of those things that you're searching for can only be found in Christ. And once it's found there, it makes everything else in your life so much better. It makes your relationships better with other people. Like my friendships are amazing. And you would be blown away by the comments that I get from people saying like, I want to find friends like yours. Like I want girlfriends like you have. And I'm like, but you can have that. You just have to remove yourself from those toxic relationships and friendships of people who take away from you and pull away from you and put yourself in environments to find those kinds of people that will add to you and speak life over you and challenge you and push you closer to Christ and remind you of who you are. And so mm-hmm. it just, it makes every part of your life, your purpose, your, your day-to-day attitude and perspective, um, just literally everything in life so much better. And I just wish I could like challenge everyone to like, mm-hmm. Hey, just like give me, like, just give Jesus like a week of going all <laughs> in, like, actually all in. Yeah. Like see, just see what happens. Like you have nothing else to lose. Like just see what happens. Right. And see if you feel more at peace and more joyful and more with like more with purpose. And I just would love to like see the statistics on that. Cause I just really feel like suicidal thoughts would go down. Anxiety would go down. I feel like people would feel more just confident, more content. And I just would love to see that happen. And so that was kind of my, my heart in really writing this book is speaking to all of those individuals. And of course, like my situation, you know, where millions of people saw me on a reality TV show was one thing, but I still face day-to-day pressures and patients every day. And even before I went on the show and when I was on the show. And so even though all of our outside circumstances may not look the exact same, it still leaves the internal wrestles um, and temptations and pressures that we all face. And so that's, that's really what I wanted to speak to. So good. So powerful. Okay. You said something there at the end of like, I really wish everybody would just go all in and give the whole thing a big shot. Give Jesus a big shot. Like, what does that look like for you? Like to go all in? Because I think you're really on to something like, you know, for the girl who wants to be used by God, I really do believe that they they have to you can't have one foot in and one foot out, one foot in the world, one foot in um, in faith. And so, yeah, what does it look like for you to to go all in? So I think that we make our decisions typically, I would, I would be willing to bet almost a hundred percent of the times from a place of who we believe that we are and where our identity comes from and like what, how we view ourselves like that pours into our day-to-day decisions that pours into our other relationships. It pours into how we view the world. Um, and so for me, I guess I, I, one thing that has been a game changer for me, um, has been when I really asked myself, like, I didn't have this like crazy groundbreaking moment or this like (laughs) 
whatever. It was literally dorm room in college on my dorm room floor. And I just remember like I was struggling so hard just wrestling with, okay, like I feel all these pressures, like everyone around me, people that I, I have known for a long time. I'm literally watching them become someone totally different, change themselves, um, just fit in just to be liked or just to whatever it is. And my heart was breaking, but I also was feeling that pressure of like, well, maybe I should too. Like, you know, and, and I just remember having that moment of like, okay, who am I? Who do I want to be? What do I want to do with my life? How do I want to be remembered? How do I want to live? And I just asked myself some like really serious questions and looked myself in the mirror and just kind of had like a real raw moment with myself. And from that moment, when I decided after those conversations with myself, I decided to go all in with Jesus. And then from that moment, I think realizing like who I belong to and where my belonging comes from, because I really would say that's probably the number one thing that everyone in this world wants is belonging and love Mm. and security. I would say like all those three things wrapped in one is like what every single person here on this earth longs for, whether they admit it or not, it's what we all were, we're created to, to crave. Right. Yeah. And there's a reason for that, but there's also a reason that, you know, that can't be found in anything other than Jesus. And it's because our creator who created us created that within us to only create, to crave that the most, but to only be able to find that in him. And so for me, when I really placed my belonging in Jesus and I was like, okay, Lord, like I know I belong to you. It gave me this freedom and this confidence to no longer strive for that in other things and with other people and to just fully be myself. And I think that was a huge game changer for me. And I think from that place, then I was able to really start building with some, you know, disciplines and some, you know, relationships and other things like that. I was able to really start building from there. So then Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, now, you know, I I know, I know that I want to follow Jesus. I know who God says that I am. So now from here, I can start creating kind of some disciplines in my life of feeding into that, of adding value to that, of surrounding myself with the right kinds of people, of serving and giving back. Like, and I'm, so I just found ways to like keep adding to that. And so like, for me, that yeah. looks like, you know, every morning I wake up my the first thing that I do before I check social media, before I check my emails, before I check text messages is I read the verse of the day and I spend my quiet time in the morning with the Lord, because I just feel like it really sets the tone for the rest of my day, because it's so easy to just like get on social media or turn to a friend or turn to this or or turn to that. And it's like all those things start becoming kind of like what we run to or what we allow to define or what we find kind of like belonging or security in, um, which constantly leaves us like wanting more. And so for me, it's been huge to kind of set the tone for my day, spending that time with with God in the morning, um, letting him speak life into me, um, reading God's words, spending time in prayer, journaling. Like I try and do that every single morning. Um, and then from there, you know, creating the disciplines of, okay, so what am I constantly taking in? We're constantly taking in content. So how can I filter through what content I'm allowing in? Like the music that I listen to, the movies that I watch, the social, the people that I follow on social media, how much time I spend on social media, creating those disciplines and boundaries in my life has been really, really important. And then on top of that, I think just finding a local church, like finding a church that I can get plugged into, finding ways to serve in my community and then finding 
the right kind of community to surround myself with, finding godly, you know, women to do life with um, that will call me higher and call me out, honestly, and encourage me and pray for me um, has been kind of like those have been really the disciplines on top of like it all started from that foundation of who do I belong to? And who does God say that I am? And so rooting myself in Christ, letting him speak into me of who I am. And then from that place, kind of creating all of these disciplines and boundaries in my yeah. life that have created this consistency of contentment and confidence and feeling prepared for whatever moments of pressure yeah. or temptation may come. That's so good. So good. I love that. I think that that's so important is that first encounter moment where God kind of like spoke identity over you and spoke, you know, who you, who you are, you know, Maddie, you're, you're meant to be different. You're meant to be set apart. And then it's the daily rhythm after that, the daily pursuit of obedience yeah. and like choosing him again and again and again and again, that like really helps those roots to grow deep. And, um, I listened to some other episodes of podcast things that you did just I was like trying to do my research and things and uh one thing I kept hearing you say on some other episodes was that you kept talking about these moments where God spoke to you and you know I felt like God told me this or I felt like God told me this and I think there are a lot of women listening who are like they you know they they want to be used by God they they want to hear God's voice but they're not sure what that looks like or what that sounds like. How do you trust when God is speaking to you? And so I love for you to just to share a little bit about that. Cause I think when we talk about moments where God's going to use us or like moments where we're kind of heaven enters in and, and we're get to, we get to be used in a really cool, supernatural, like God ordained way, we have to be able to recognize the voice of God in our life. And so I'd love just to hear from you, like what that's looked like. How have you like trusted that what you're hearing is God and how do you have that confidence to step forward? in it. So I think one thing that I will say that's been super important is, and it sounds so simple, but just God's word. Like when people say like they hear from God and, and they heard God's voice or they felt God's spirit lead them in one way or the other, I always say like, well, line it up with God's word because God's never going to contradict himself. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes when people are like, you know, no, like, I know, you know, God has called me to stay in this super, super toxic relationship of this person who, who sucks all the life and energy out of me. I'm like, no, I don't think that's God's voice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't. I think that's your feelings and your flesh. And I think that for me, like, of course, like God's, God's word is the most important. And then I would say on top of that, um, just a spirit of peace that comes from God from God's voice and God's presence. Um, for me, when I, cause when I felt called to go on the bachelor, that honestly did feel very contradictory to the plan and the path that like I had imagined that God had for me and what really aligned with, I guess, quote unquote, typical, like, you know, Christianity and what yeah. you do with, you know, following Jesus. It doesn't typically look like going on a reality dating show. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like, God, this doesn't make sense. I'm confused. And, and you know, and then you're having like this whole moment with God where you're like, wait, I think God, you forgot like who, who you are for a second. Cause I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't, I don't think that this is right. I, I think you're, you're wrong here. And then you try and like justify and explain to, <laughs> to God himself. But yeah, I, I feel like for me, having that piece of like, when you know it's from God, there's just this 
I don't, I don't even know how to like even put peace into words, but there's just this burden and this conviction and like you, you can't like not do it. Like you just know, like this yeah. is what I'm supposed to do. And it's just this burden to do it. And it's birthed from a place of it not being about you, but it all being about God mm. and how you can glorify him and how you can make a difference and how you can add value to, to the people around you. And I think when it's not from God and when there is like, a lack of peace, I think that's also telling is when there's confusion and there's doubt and there's questioning and there's, you know, a wrestle kind of internally. Um, You know, for me, like in certain relationships, I mean, I've prayed like, Lord, bless this relationship. Like, I really love this guy. I really want this to work. And there's just a lack of peace there. There's a wrestle in my spirit. There is a unsettling. There's confusion. There's question marks. And no matter how hard I try and force it, it just doesn't the puzzle piece doesn't fit. Right. And, and I just feel like it's kind of the same with, with God. And, and at the end of the day, like he's going to, he's going to like his, he, he's going to work all things together for good. Right. And the good thing is, is like, he's sovereign and he's in control, but we also have a part to play in that as well. And I think one of the biggest encouragements I have to people when it comes to like, how do I know God's will? How do I know God's voice? I do think God's word makes it very clear on like what our will is, what our purpose Mm -hmm. and mission is here on this earth. And so you can always find that in God's word. Mm -hmm. But I think specifically to each individual, um, one thing I would encourage you with is, you know, what, how do you spend your time and what are you allowing in? Because I think for me, one thing I've noticed about my life personally is when I find myself in seasons where it's a lot harder for me to hear God's voice, I'm constantly confused. I constantly am fearful. I'm constantly in the dark. Um, usually it's because I haven't been feeding my spirit and I've been spending so much more time feeding my, my cravings and my flesh and my selfish desires. And I've been scrolling, spending all my time scrolling on TikTok and Instagram and watching Netflix and, you know, going out or doing this or doing that. And I'm wondering why I don't hear God's voice. And I feel like what's hard is so often our flesh and our body is uh, like, it's, it's very loud. Like it has a very strong, like feed me, feed me, feed me, you know, and our spirit can often be, you know, more quiet. And I, and I don't think that that's by accident. I actually think it's very intentional the way that God designed that, because I think it's for a reason that the reason we can hear God's voice is when we're close to him and it might be quieter in a sense but it's more powerful and it's more impactful. And we hear it when we're spending that time with him and when we're drawing close to him and when we're feeding our spirit and we're feeding, you know, just that, that foundation and that relationship and, Mm -hmm. you know, like taking that time to really invest in that. Um, And so I guess I would just encourage that person is like, you know, are you feeding your flesh or are you feeding your spirit? Cause a lot of times that's going to point back to what you're hearing, you know, are Mm -hmm. you hearing from, you know, your feelings, are you hearing from the pressures? Are you hearing from the world? Are you hearing, you know, from your cravings? Are you hearing from that spirit inside of you that, you know, like your, your long-term goal is to like seek first the kingdom of God. Your Mm -hmm. goal is to go and make disciples of all nations. Like your goal is to finish the race and complete the task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. Like that's why you're here and you live with that conviction and with that obedience. So I would say that would I, that was a very long answer to a very simple question. <laughs> no, that's you're so I, good. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I love that so much. I think it's really powerful that you bring that up because it, it makes me think about the story of Elijah. You know, you kind of reach this 
place of burnout. And then God takes him to this mountain and, you know, he wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the rushing wind. He was in the gentle whisper. And I think that's so true about just those rhythms in our life of like, how are we quieting the noise of a flat of our flesh, of our worlds, of our schedules, mm-hmm. just to be sure that we're hearing like God's voice is in the gentle whisper. And so I love that so much. And I think, um, one last question for you before we kind of wrap things up, but, um, I love that your book is called made for this moment. And I think that's so cool. You're kind of like calling women to see like, Hey, you were made for this moment. Like God wants to use you. Like, will you, will you say yes? All these things. But it also makes me think about this idea that as we are made for moments by God, like the people around us are too. And that Mm -hmm. we get to be like almost like celebrators on other, in other people's moments. And like when other people are having a moment where God is using them in incredibly cool ways, like we can either have the choice to like, be like, Oh, why isn't it my moment? Or we can celebrate Mm -hmm. them. And so even for you, like I'm sure throughout this whole journey, there have been moments where you've been like, when is it going to be my turn? God, (laughs) like God, when are you going to use me? When are you going to do this? And so maybe just to close this out, kind of speak to that process of like waiting on God. And as you wait to also begin to like celebrate the people around you and, and be excited for how God is moving. Cause like, I love that this, the kingdom is a team sport. It's not something we do on our own. So maybe speak on that for a little bit. Gosh, that's such a good question. And like 50 million things that I could say right now, I'm going to try and keep it (laughs) inside. Um, I love that so much. And I think that there's, there's power, there's true power in contentment when we, when we can fully embrace who we are while also being able to celebrate who others are. And I think one thing that I talk about in my book that I think is so powerful is having this perspective of her win is my win. Her win is not my loss. And I think that's what we see so often, unfortunately, in our culture. And it it is coming from a place. I mean, again, it all goes back to what I talked about originally. It's coming from a place when we're insecure and we don't know who we are. And therefore, it's easier to see what other people are doing and who they are and where they're going. Um, And and it's and I'm not saying that like in every time when we have a comparison thought, it's because we don't know who we are because I still have comparison thoughts and it's not necessarily, oh, I don't know who I am. But we do in those moments lose sight of who we are. And that's when we begin to start seeing, oh, well, you know, maybe I should have been more like them. Or why did God make me this way? Or how come they got this and I didn't? And it becomes this competition. But I think when we can learn to embrace all that we are and learn to celebrate other people for who they are, like that is that is what we have been called to do. And realizing, too, and one thing I would just encourage with my book specifically is everyone listening to this, like you were made for this moment. You weren't made for her moment. You weren't made for yesterday's moment. You weren't made for tomorrow's moment. You didn't miss your moment. That moment wasn't taken from you by someone else. You were made for this moment. And whatever moment you're in right now is the moment you were made for. And I truly hope that you hear me in that. And I think that that is the mentality that so many of us have is, well, you know, she's made for this moment, but I'm not like, do you see Mm -hmm. how dirty my past is? Do you see, you know, the mistakes I've made? Do you see, like, I don't have a voice. I don't have this. I don't have that, you know, or those who feel like, well, I had a moment, but then she took it from me or they took it from me. They robbed me of that. And I just encourage you, what is meant for you will be yours. And you are the only one who can keep you from all that God has from you for Mm -hmm. you. And I just, I hope that you 
you feel encouraged by that, um, that God has something so big and so beautiful for you, but it's also so much bigger than you. And you're a part of something so much bigger than yourself. And that's what it looks like to truly be made for this moment is, is to realize, you know, I've got a gift, I've got value and I'm confident in that. And I embrace that. But at the same time, I realize that I'm blessed to be a blessing. I am blessed. I have these gifts. I have this value so that I can give back and so that I can make a difference in the world around me and glorify God. And so that's what I, I hope um, I would encourage, you know, everyone listening is is that you were made for this moment. And and I hope that, you know, um, yeah, that, that God has called you for such a time as this and you have so much value to, to give this world. So good. This is seriously Maddie so (laughs) filled with truth like you can tell it's just an overflow of like Mm. the Holy Spirit inside of you and I'm so excited that God has given you this platform you this moment because seriously you are changing so many lives like I feel like pumped up you're literally like (laughs) there's something in your tone of voice that's just like so encouraging I'm like okay can I go now should I do the thing (laughs) oh my gosh but okay how what are you up to these days is there anything that like our listeners um need to know about or need to keep up with in your world obviously the book anything else or would you want to speak more on the book what do you got for us (laughs) You know, I will say this book has been my baby. It has been my life for the last like two years. Um, I have said no to a lot of things and put a lot of things on hold really to just create this or make this a priority just because I believe in this message so much and not Mm -hmm. because my face is on the cover, but because I feel like God's spirit and presence and truth is inside of it. And I just truly pray and hope that it encourages so many people. And I've, I've shed so many tears and prayed so many prayers for every single person that's going to be reading it. And so, um, I just, I truly hope that it's encouraging. And that has really been like my life right now. I mean, just even my day to day is just like figuring out how I can, you know, post about it and then doing press for it. And so that has kind of been my world as of lately. Um, and that's honestly like pretty much it. I have been uh, talking with my team about hopefully being able to do a tour, um, next year. So that's hopefully something, um, that we will be able to figure out of how we can do a little tour and bring some really cool guests together and create a, a really awesome, um, tour for people to be able to come and hang out and just feel encouraged and challenged. Um, and so that's, that's a dream of mine. And, Other than that, you know, it's just been um, just hanging out and, you know, going, like I said, going on a couple dates and, (laughs) uh, you know, just the day to day life here in in Dallas taking, I'm doing a lot of travel. I'm speaking at a church uh, this coming up weekend. So constantly on the move and on the road. Um, but that's pretty much so it. good. I love it. I love the life. That's amazing. Of Maddie. This is fun. Ken, Still in the tea. I think you should tell Maddie your, uh, <laughs> your fun fact. Uh, yeah. Maddie, guess what? I went to high school with Peter. <laughs> no, <laughs> so crazy. Matt was like, you know, if it comes up, you can talk about it. I was like, you yeah, know, <laughs> maybe not. She but. was like, there's just a Caesar. She's like, yeah, I went to high school with Pilot Pete. Like she would tell people and I would just die. Well, every like time. during the show, I was like, that's kind of a fun fact. It was a fun fact. <laughs> oh. 
actually Courtney oh Slavinsky. Gosh. She's like one of my best friends, and I know it's a mutual friend of yours. So wait, really? You're close with Courtney? Yeah, yeah. She's like a childhood friend of mine. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> I'm gonna have to tell her that I talked to you. She's like one of my good friends. I love her. She loves you. Like seriously, she speaks so highly of you. Mm-hmm. It's so fun. Honestly, mm-hmm. like everybody in there, like mom went to our high school so it's really not that uh, fun fact but <laughs> anyways we gotta wrap this thing up maddie you are the best thank you so fun to meet you over the phone <laughs> i know thanks so much for for having me on guys and for being a part of of this made for this moment message you know i've prayed about everyone who would kind of i don't know be able to be a part of it and just kind of speak into it and share this message and i'm just grateful that you two got to be a part of it so thank you just for this time and um and for yeah for being a part of the made for this moment message yes thanks so much maddie okay um everybody we will see you guys next week for another podcast episode we love you fam and we'll talk to you soon